0: Have you ever had one of those moments that change your life forever? One of those out-of-body experiences that make you really understand the purpose of why you're alive and the story and legacy that you're here to leave? Today, on the final episode of season two of the School Fridays podcast, I'm gonna share with you one such story and I'm gonna tell you why, when given a chance, you should go to Yosemite. Welcome to School for Writers, where we help you ditch that starving, tortured artist cliche and thrive. No more struggling over whether your story is good enough or wondering if your voice deserves to be heard. It's time to step into the power of telling your story to the world. I'm your host, Lauren Marie Fleming, and I am a book-obsessed, queer, fat, witchy, divinely loud woman. And I know what it's like to have society tell you to sit down and shut up. But I'm here to tell you that you've been silenced for far too long. School for Writers was created to help you push through doubt and fear so you can stop procrastinating and start writing because the world needs your story now more than ever. Welcome to School for Writers. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the School for Writers podcast. Today is a doozy, folks. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of content warning. It gets really sad and a little bit graphic. I talk about death. I talk about cancer. I talk about someone having their jaw removed. If that's not something you're in the place for right now, please go back and listen to a different episode. We've got lots of less sad episodes. But today I wanted to share with you why we're about to take two months off as a podcast and why I do what I do. Now, I'm sharing you the story that I call Go to Yosemite. It is a story capsule. And if you haven't listened to our episode on story capsules yet, please go listen to that because it's a really great episode. Listen to it after this one or listen to it instead of this one if you don't feel like kind of a downer episode. I'm not going to lie. But there's a beautiful truth at the end, a beautiful story. This is my story, and I'm excited to share it with you. So please listen if you're in the headspace to listen. But if you're not, don't worry about it. Go listen to another episode. I'm sharing you this story because I believe that it's important to understand your why. I think it's important for you to go to Yosemite as well. I use that term go to Yosemite throughout my coaching, throughout my life, with my friends, with my clients, with myself. And I want you to understand why when I tell you to go to Yosemite, you should go to Yosemite. Now, if you are wondering, when to share a story like this, I want you to also go and listen to our episode, Ego versus Armor, because what I'm sharing right now, it's a scar. It's still kind of a wound, and there's still some armor over it. But I've shared it with my clients, and I continue to share it with you all, because I think it has a really great motto and story for you all to think about as you go throughout your life. I want you also to understand why I'm about to both literally and metaphorically take some time off so I can go to Yosemite and how that is actually built in my business. Those breaks and those self-care moments have made me a better business person, a better entrepreneur, and a better writer, a better friend, and a better person. So I'm sharing this story with you, even though it can sometimes be hard for me to share. And I'm tearing up even thinking about it right now. I'm sharing it with you because I hope it can inspire you to take some time this winter, while we're all off, while you know, school for writers is offline, and really think about what your Yosemite is and how you can go there. Okay, now on to the story. So, as some of you know, as most of you know, if you follow me and listen to me talk at all, my brother died of cancer. He died of cancer. This is coming on his ninth year, and my brother had the type of cancer that you only really get if you are an old man and you chew tobacco your whole life, but he was a young boy and he had never even smoked a cigarette. Now don't get me wrong, my brother was a partier. <laughs> he wasn't some teetotaler. <laughs> he was a partier, he just you know, wasn't partying into tobacco. He preferred alcohol. <laughs> and he had a dot on his tongue that he ignored for a little bit and then went to the doctor and they found out that it was cancer. And it was the kind of cancer that rapidly grew. We went from a perfectly healthy brother to not, very, very quickly. And because of his age, they were willing to try some drastic measures to keep him alive. Now imagine being 23 and thinking that you might lose your tongue. Imagine being 23 and thinking that you might lose your life. My brother never believed he was going to die. And because he was so set that he wasn't going to die, he lived his life to the fullest. In the final days, it became apparent that my brother wasn't probably going to survive this. And that if he was, it was going to require the doctors to remove his jaw. And that was devastating news for all of us, as you can imagine, right? Like It's horrible freaking diagnosis to be told that you're about to lose your jaw. And what my brother decided to do is before he went to up to this special hospital where they thought that they could maybe save him by removing his jaw, a wonderful place in Pasadena, California, called City of Hope. If you've ever seen a photo of me and my legs, I now have their logo tattooed on my leg because they've been such an instrumental part of our lives. They were the place that gave my family hope. When my dad had cancer, when my brother had cancer, their research helped save my mom from cancer, my nephew from cancer. We are a cancer family. (laughs) Hopefully it's stopped here, knock on wood. And City of Hope gave my brother hope. They said, where everyone else said, we have nothing else for you, they said, we can try to cut it out. Take off your jaw, cut the cancer out. And the week before my brother went to City of Hope to talk to their doctors about having his jaw removed, he decided to take his girlfriend to Yosemite. For those of you who might not be familiar with it, Yosemite is a beautiful, beautiful national park in the United States in California that's in the mountains. It has the famous half dome and giant granite. It's a beautiful valley and glaciers made it thousands of years ago. It got waterfalls coming off of the granite walk side. There's beautiful lakes up in the mountains around it. It is just a stunning place. My brother decided that's where he wanted to spend this weekend, the last weekend that he had, before he had to go talk to the doctors and start the process of having his jaw removed. Now my parents and I disagree on this, and I wanna say that my parents swear that they gave him their blessing. But I remember my parents kind of throwing a fit about my brother leaving. I remember there being a lot of debate about whether or not he should go on this trip. I remember my mom being worried that my very, very ill brother was going to be in the middle of nowhere without medical help. I remember my family wanting him to spend that time with us. This might be some of the last time that my brother could speak to us, could eat food with us, could communicate with us. And we wanted him to be with us. I remember, my memory, that there was actually a really big fight about this. And that my brother kind of told us all to fuck off and he went to Yosemite. I remember my brother saying, this is my life. This is my choice. It's my body, my life, my choice. I'm going to Yosemite. This is what I want to do. Now his surgery happened and it was pretty rough. They removed his jaw and sent him home with us with the knowledge that even having removed his jaw, my brother's cancer had grown. It had not been a success. The surgery had been a success, but his cancer was still growing. There was still so much in there, and he was going to die. And about a month after they removed his jaw, he did. My brother died in a really horrible way at home. And I remember thinking, as my mother held him, as I called 911, as my neighbor came over and helped us with chest compressions, as we waited for the ambulance to show up, I had this full out-of-body experience where everything that didn't matter just kind of faded into the black. Like I was floating in the universe. And the things that didn't matter became just darkness and dust. And the things that mattered, they shone so brightly. They were the bright suns and stars and constellations in my life. And so many of those things that shone, they were books. They were stories. It's kind of two things, family and stories. Those are the things that shone bright to me. Those are the things that mattered. As they came back into my body, I looked at my brother in my mother's arms. And I thought, I'm so glad he told her to fuck off. <laughs> I'm so glad he went to Yosemite. I'm so glad he didn't stay here with us and take care of our needs and listen to what we thought he needed to do with his life. I'm so glad he went to Yosemite. And it was then and there, as my brother was dying in front of me and my mom, and as we tried to save his life, it was then and there in my family living room that I swore I would always go to Yosemite. I would always tell whoever whether they had good interest or not. You know, my mother wanted him to be safe. My mother wanted to spend time with him. My father, me, I myself, we all wanted him to be safe and to spend time with him. But he told us all to fuck off. And he lived his life how he wanted to live it. He went to Yosemite. For me, going to Yosemite is telling stories. Ah, oh, the day I die, I want people to say that Lauren told beautiful stories. And even more than that, I want people to say, I helped you tell your story, your beautiful story. For so long, I thought my going to Yosemite was living my life because my brother couldn't. But that was still living for him. That was still going to his Yosemite. Now, my go to Yosemite is, what is the thing that I want to leave? The legacy I want to do? What's the thing I have to do before I die? For me, that's tell my truth tell my stories, write my books, help you write your books." I remember being there floating through the air in that out-of-body experience I had and seeing hundreds of books on a shelf and actually being really overwhelmed by that image. Because I'm not a fast writer. I don't know if I can put hundreds of books out into the world. That felt like so much pressure. And then one day I was doing a meditation and I realized, Those hundreds of books weren't mine. They were stories I helped you all get out into the world. So that's when my Yosemite became this metaphor for what I needed to do before my life was over. And that was I needed to help as many truths, as many stories, as many people who've been silenced as possible to find their voice, to make it out into the world to get on the shelves so people can leave a legacy and read them. But more than that, out of you, out of me, out of my clients, out of my friends. Because stories heal. You know, it's always really hard for me to tell this story, and you'll probably have a really good cry afterwards. But it's also beautiful. It's also a reminder of why... I want to live my life how it is, why I started School for Writers in the first place, why I am a writer, why I'm a storyteller. It's also a beautiful story of how my brother gave no fucks about anyone else and just really lived his life to the fullest. And while when he was alive, I used to argue with him on some of those life choices he made. Now that he's gone, I'm actually so impressed with his ability to go to Yosemite. To do the things he needed to do in his life so the day he died, he could say he lived it to the fullest on his terms. And the day I die, I want to be able to say that I went to Yosemite, that I lived my life to the fullest on its terms. So I'd love to ask you what your Yosemite is. What's the thing you need to do before you die? What's the legacy you want to leave? What's the story you want to tell? If my brother's death meant anything in this world, I hope it's a permission for us to go to Yosemite and live our lives as full as possible. This is why I built my November's off in my company. This is why I have four months a year where we aren't online, where we aren't, you know, we're only helping our most of our clients in our programs. Sometimes we aren't even helping them then. We are completely off as a company. I still pay my contractors. When I have employees, I'll still pay them. Because I think that time to go to Yosemite, time not working, time not trying to be productive, time to live your life and go to Yosemite is important. This November, I will be offline. Our podcast won't be going. Our social media will be off. And I encourage you to take some time to be off as well. I am going to literally go to Yosemite. I've gone for the past couple years with my sister and it's a great tradition and I love it. And I want you to take some time to go do whatever your Yosemite is. Go do whatever the thing that you need to do this November is. Don't put it off until you retire. Don't put it off until you're older or thinner or smarter or until we've dismantled capitalism or white supremacy and homophobia. Don't put it off. Because you never know when you won't get to go anymore. You never know when tragedy will strike you or a family member and you'll have to put your life on hold, maybe forever. This November, I hope my brother's story and my story inspires you to go to Yosemite, whatever Yosemite is for you. We will be back in January, fully renewed. Fully feeling excited to be here and support you again. While we're gone, we have lots of 54 episodes now for you to go back and listen to. If you're struggling right now, I suggest listening to Dark Night of the Soul. It's a really great episode. And it helps me when I am feeling like being in Yosemite is kind of hard. I hope that this story inspired you to live your life to the fullest to tell your story, not just in book form, not just how we think of stories, but what's the story of your legacy? What's the story of your life? Thank you for letting me share my brother's story and my story with you today. And I look forward to hearing all about where you went and what your Yosemite is when we return in January. Have a wonderful holiday season, everybody. And I hope that you are able to go to Yosemite. This week's School for Writers book recommendation is The Heart Principle by Helen Huang. I chose this book this week because I just shared the story of my brother's cancer and death. And during that period of my life, even still to this day, I carried so much grief that it felt like I wasn't able to be loved. It was difficult for me to hold that kind of emotions. I couldn't imagine someone else wanting to willingly come into that fray. And The Heart Principle deals with this. Helen Huang felt grief herself and understood what it was like to be a caretaker. In The Heart Principle, she deals with what it means to have the pressure of being somebody who's caring for somebody as they're dying. And I've never read a romance novel that deals with that. I've never read somebody right through feeling worthy of love as they're watching somebody die. Some of the things that Helen Huang brings up in this just hit me at my core and I really related to as somebody who was caring for a family member as they died, and they felt completely in over their head. Now as in all of her other books, the main character is an autistic woman who is of Asian descent, which is Helen Huang as well, so that is own voices. And I just think that it's really beautiful to see neurodiverse characters find love in general, but the neurodiverse characters going through really hard, depressive stuff, amazing. You know, my only complaint about this book is that I feel like the guy's almost too good to be true. Like when somebody really loves somebody through this, which is such a messed up thing to have a complaint about a book. I'm like, oh, it seems unrealistic because the guy is actually a decent human being. (laughs) So, you know, that's the character. And I feel like they fell really quickly for each other. I wanted to see a little bit more character development, but tragedy hit really early on and that's how they connected. I love Helen Huang's books for how they help show neurodiversity, how they deal with harder topics. You know, there's sex workers in some of them, there's people moving and immigration in another one. Helen deals with some really amazing, deep topics that I love to talk about, and she deals with them in a really accessible way. Romance. This is one of the reasons I love all of Helen Huang's book. Her most famous one is The Kiss Quotient, which you might have all heard of if you're romance readers. but the heart principle hit me even more than any of those because I saw myself in the character, in the character as she cared for a sick loved one. Now, this is not a book if you're looking for like all light, sweet, happy. There is still a Happily Ever After. It is a romance novel after all. But more than it being about romance, it's about grief and heartache and family. And I think it's a beautiful, beautiful book to read if you're feeling like you're the only one out there who's ever felt unlovable because you're going through some hard shit. So that is why I'm recommending The Heart Principle by Helen Huang this week. You can get it through bookshop.org, the link in our bio, which helps support an independent bookstore and supports the School for Writers podcast. If you're more of an audiobook person, you can use the Libro.fm link below that gets you a free audiobook and us a free audiobook so I can listen to books and recommend them here for you. So once again, this week's book recommendation is The Heart Principle by Helen Huang, a beautiful book about grieving and love. Grab yourself a copy today at an independent bookstore using one of the links below in our bio. Happy reading! Hey listeners, this is just a reminder that this is the end of season two, and we're about to take a break to take care of ourselves and go to Yosemite. But we're still here for you at schoolforwriters.com, where you can listen to old podcast episodes, you can sign up for the Write More Challenge, or you can sign up for one of our mini courses like How to Write a Query Letter, How to Write a Book Proposal, or How to Plot a Book. And be sure to subscribe to the School for Writers podcast so you don't miss an episode when we come back. When we do come back, we're gonna be opening up our Write Your Friggin' Book Already program, our amazing, wonderful, popular program that we only open once a year. So be sure to get on the wait list for that at writeyourfrigginbookalready.com. We may be gone, but we're still here to support you, so please go to schoolforwriters.com and check out what we have for you. And again, a reminder to subscribe or follow the School for Writers wherever you listen or watch us, because we will be back in January and you don't wanna miss an episode. Have a wonderful happy holidays. I hope you're all able to go to Yosemite figuratively or literally, and we will see you in January. You just finished another episode of the School for Writers podcast. Woohoo! Go you! Did you know that we're more than just a podcast? School for Writers is a full-service support team helping you to get your story out into the world. Here are three ways you can get even more writerly inspiration and education. Number one, subscribe. It's so easy. All you gotta do is click that little subscribe button down below wherever you listen or watch the School for Writers podcast. That not only guarantees that you don't miss another episode, but it also helps support our continuation of this show. Number two, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest at School for Writers. Every day we post helpful tips and tools like journaling prompts, reading recommendations, and live interviews with inspiring experts. Number three, visit schoolforwriters.com where you can check out past episodes, join a writing program, and get even more tips, tools, and inspiration to support your writing life. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our Write More Challenge, a 10-day program to help you jumpstart your writing routine. Thanks again for supporting School for Writers. We'll see you next episode. school for writers is produced by me lauren marie Fleming, with editing and support from samantha olivares all rights reserved by las maestras llc our music is de lejos by Ilabamba. bamba check them out on spotify big thanks to the team at terror bird and big thanks to Kristen kristin and of course a massive thank you to you the listener now put down this podcast already and go right i'll see you in the next episode